Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. So we talked about the two tidbits at Horns 24-7, the Gary Patterson tidbit that we'll find out in the next few days if he'll be back on Steve Sarkeesian's staff or if he's just content with life away from football for a little bit. I think the key for him, Craig, if he's going to get back into it, I think this position is perfect for him because, again, as long as he's not a full-time coach, he has to be, I think it's five years removed from right. coaching to be eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And he, he has all the credentials, and he'll be there at some point. That's a really big deal to him to be this in the College Football Hall of Fame. This would be year number three. Yeah. So it's a really big deal for him to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. So... Yeah, uh, there's that, and then the Quinn Ewers tidbit we talked about, where you know telling the Tory Beckton that hey, we ran ten gasters, but twelve games. Let's run two more. Yeah. Nobody objected. This I think it's just awesome leadership from QB one. One more football tidbit before we get to basketball, okay. though, uh, from my colleague Hank South at twenty at uh, Horns twenty four seven. One thing he mentioned that's a takeaway from the Texas Bash pool party yesterday. Uh, I'll read this verbatim from Hank's post on the site. It said almost every visitor we talked to raved about the player-led practice. There was a player-led practice on campus yesterday. The pace, the leadership, the talent on display sounds like it was a huge hit for the guys on campus. And Hank said just wanted to pass that along from our interviews yesterday. So, what, whether it's Mac Brown, Craig, any coach you've ever been around, when they're talking about the best teams they've ever had, what are the what are the, what's the one thing the best teams those coaches have ever coached have in common? And they all say that they're player led. Player led. It's player led, and that's what Sark has this year with player leadership. And again, you have a really a really big leadership void with the loss of Roshan Johnson, but it's not. And and I we talked to Jordan Whittington about this at Big Twelve Media Days, Craig. You and I did, and then I talked to him about it one on one a little bit. It's not so much filling the void of Roshan's leadership that's gone because not everybody can lead the way he did. Similar to the Quinn Ewers tidbit, it's guys figuring out how can I best lead, how can I best motivate guys, how can I best positively impact this team. And it seems like whether it's their voice, their actions, whatever it is, guys are really finding themselves. You're veteran guys that you need to step up. They're finding themselves as leaders. As leaders. So I think that is huge uh, as we sit here less than a week away from the start of, uh, of preseason practice on the 40 acres. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I spent some time Wednesday over at the basketball facility with Rodney Terry, uh, just chopping it up, and, and you can get more of this at Horns 24-7 in the coming days. Uh, by the way, good, cho- good chat with David Pierce. Yeah, um, it was good, good stuff. And I talked, to, I talked to Coach uh, a couple of weeks ago at coaching school. He got a big kick out of that when I brought up the fact that you asked him the, the first question. <laughs> there, the, the, there's a panel discussion. There's this great discussion going on with him and Gary Kubiak. Yeah, the Gary Kubiak, his brother-in-law. Yeah. And Jeff pops right up with staff change, and I hadn't, hadn't seen him since the staff changes were made. That. We we got to talking about THS, but no, I, I, I like Coach Pierce a lot. Um, but no, so I, I did did something similar with Rodney Terry on Wednesday. I think one big thing, Craig, this isn't out because the non conference schedule isn't out. But I was told you can go ahead and, and put this out there, December sixteenth. That's going to be the day of the LSU game. At Toyota Center, that neutral site game against LSU is going to be on December sixteenth. Yeah, which leads me to believe that that Pac twelve bit probably won't happen this year because the last two years 
the Vegas game against Stanford and the one in Dallas last year. It was kind of around that same time, like a week to ten days before Plus, Christmas. it's two games in New York and not one yeah, this so, year. So I'd say you're right yeah, from what I understand. Probably not well. going to be. So you look at your non-conference schedule. You've got that neutral side game. You've got the two games at the Garden. Again, Louisville, Indiana, UConn. It's going to be two of those three mm-hmm. that you'll play in the uh, the uh, – it's an Empire Classic. I keep mm-hmm. wanting to call it the 2K Classic. That's right. The 2K Classic forever. Uh, in the Empire Classic. And then you've got uh, the Big East Big 12 battle taking on Shaka at their place up in Milwaukee. We're taking on Marquette. Yeah, and and that's, what, early December, I think that one is? Yeah. Date's already been set for that one. Yeah, yeah I was I was trying to remember. Uh, uh, it's December 6th. Yeah. It's December 6th on that deal. It's November 19th and 20th for the Empire Classic. Right. And remember, basketball fans, no Big 12 SEC challenge this year. Last year was the last year for that. So... Just a couple of things from Rodney Terry. The Devin Pryor news came out yesterday, and actually right when I sat down with RT, he just heard from that he had been through the – Devin Pryor had been through the clearinghouse, the paperwork mm-hmm. had cleared. Uh, he's going to be a developmental take for this staff just from the standpoint of he, he had really – Devin Pryor's plan was to go to, go to prep school and kind of develop there. Well, when they the staff found out that he had enough credits to, to graduate – and to go ahead and enroll for the fall semester, they said, "Hey, why don't you just do, you know spend your developmental year here?" So he's going to redshirt. Uh, he will be with uh, Corey Schlesinger and the strength staff. He'll be you know on the basically, for lack of a better term, the practice squad. You won't see him this year, but you've got a six-seven forward who's going to be spending a full year getting developed. Here's an interesting Corey Schlesinger takeaway: not the former Nebraska fullback, but yeah. your, new, your new strength coach who was last with the Phoenix Suns in the NBA, and he was with the Phoenix Suns where he worked with Kevin Durant. We know KD comes back to campus anytime he can. Sure. And when he was back this summer, RT said he got some one-on-one time with KD. He said, tell me about Corey. You know, you worked with him. Tell me about the guy I just hired. And Kevin Durant's words on Corey Schlesinger was, best strength coach I've worked with in the last 15 years. Wow. So basically since Kevin Durant left Texas and was no longer under the wing of Todd Wright, Corey Schlesinger is the best he's worked with. So that's the kind of guy you've got developing talent on the 40 acres now. So – I think that was a really good hire for Rodney Terry. We we talked a little bit about staff makeup. Uh, it just in terms of he's got guys that he trusts. Craig, we talked about it during the season. Just the trust factor he had with Bob Donawal and Steve McClain. You know, Coach Donawal, now he's gone. He's at Ole Miss with Chris Beard. But you got another guy with head coaching experience and Frank Haith. Those guys have worked together before. Uh, and then you've got a young guy and, uh, and Brandon Chapel on the staff, too, who's, you know, we were talking about Brandon a little bit, and, and RT said, you know, he's he's – and I think this happens. He said, "I think this happens with younger coaches. You develop a reputation as a recruiter, and people think that that's all you are." Uh, but with Brandon, he said, "Brandon's really come a long way in terms of X's and O's and being able to help them out in, in during in-game situations, in practice, whatever it is." So he likes the staff they put together. And then we're talking about just building a roster, and he does feel like this year's team they've got a really good balance of. Guys that they know are going to be here for a year, or whether that's they don't have any eligibility left, or in the case of like Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, guys that you figure you need to treat this like their senior year because they're mm-hmm. probably not going to be back after right. this year. It's probably going to be their last run. He feels like they've got a good mix of those guys and then some younger developmental type guys. Whether it's, I think you could still put Alex and Amekwe in that mm-hmm. group. Uh, Chris Johnson is probably in that group. Uh, you know, Ithiel Horton, the, the new, the, the last grad, the last 
portal transfer that they got. Uh, he's a one-year guy, but uh, Devin Pryor's a guy that we just mentioned. I think he's in that group. So uh, you got to. He feels like they've got a nice mix of as at least as much as you can in the transfer portal era, the era of one-time transfer. As good a mix as you can of high-end veteran guys that you know are going to be here for a year mixed with guys that you feel like are going to be around for a little bit. So in terms of the roster, Craig, and Ian, I kind of joked about this. I'm like, I mean, honestly, the way you needed it to play out is exactly the way it played out, where you got your top two portal targets, Caden Shedrick and uh, and Max Asmus. You got a couple you know, guys that are going to be in backup roles in uh, Zarek and Yemma and Kendall Weaver, who are mm-hmm. you hope the following year are going to play bigger roles for you. Uh, you got a high school guy in Chris Johnson, who you wanted to add a high school guy with some upside. And then he, one thing that really struck me, too, he said Chris Johnson's different from the other guards that they have. You know, kind of a thicker, more physical guy, can get down and defend uh, pretty good. So you'll see Chris Johnson on the floor this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and and then uh, you added, they really wanted a shooter, and they got that with Ethel Horton. So I think if you asked Rodney Terry at the start of this, hey, what do you want your roster to look like? I think he would take exactly what it looks like right now and, and be really happy with it. So he likes the roster setup. I got a chance to hang out in the uh, the new facility over there, to take, take a look at the practice court. Beaut- have you you've been over there, Craig? Haven't yep. you? Yeah. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah. The men's practice court is beautiful because if you're if you're up on the uh, the balcony now where the coaches' offices are, you look out that window and you're overlook you're looking at the stadium, mm-hmm. the football stadium, and it's it's just a really nice feel. I love what they've done with that facility. And uh, you know, I asked RT. I said, "Have you had a chance to slow down?" He said, "No." He said, "You just get used to it after a while. That this is this is the way of life. Being the head coach." At Texas, this is just the way it's going to be every day. Uh, he's actually made it a point to get some of the Texas high school coaches back around campus and then let them in the door, let them know it's an open-door policy. So that's been a really big push of his. Chris Ogden has been really big in terms of helping with that as well. As so, the general manager. Yes, getting back into that role. So uh, all told, things are things are going really good. There's a really good vibe when you walk into the basketball facility. At Texas right now. So, so again, well, I'll have more on that at Horns 24-7 in the, the coming days and weeks, but uh, Rodney Terry feels really good about where they are right now. I think also the other things I'd heard with regard to non-conference, we mentioned all the the main ones, the the, the high-profile ones like uh, the – you know the Marquette game and the trip to New York and the LSU game. Those are really going to be the the, the headliners. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have you as you would imagine. They'll have some in-state non-conference, but I think A and M Corpus Christi, uh, Houston Christian Rice. I think Texas State is coming back on as well. Good for a non-conference. Good. So I think I think those would all wrap in. Then there'll be a couple other ones that are outside the state that it just worked out to be a bye game, that sort of thing, and those will be on there too. But obviously the schedule will be released when they get everything in place for that. Yeah. Um, The other thing too, if you look at how it set up last year where they did the exhibition against Arkansas and then did the close scrimmage with Houston, that would work out great this year. The problem is Houston is a conference opponent now, so so no close scrimmage with Houston. Yeah, still Probably what you'll end up seeing, I think, is, is... a close scrimmage against a Power 5 team. I mean, look, Houston worked out great. The problem now is not only their conference opponent, it's going to be really hard to find a close scrimmage with an opponent the caliber of Houston. Yeah. Uh, so I think you'll see them try to you know schedule somebody in the Power 5 uh, for a close scrimmage and then probably go back to somewhat like the scrimmage with uh, the exhibition with Texas Lutheran two years ago. Yep. I think you'll see your exhibition will be something like that. It won't be like, hey, let's bring – 
Well, remember Ten, they had the one with Arkansas, right? Yeah. So they'll, but they'll do. I think the exhibition will be. It'll the open exhibition will be right. against like uh, a lower level Division One or Division Two team, and they'll keep the Power Five competition yeah. for for the club scrimmage. All right. Maybe they will do a club scrimmage with Arkansas. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll be back to wrap up uh, this week. Our final Friday edition of Light the Tower on the Horn.